This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Now live from the Merchants Auto Studio, here's Nick Anastas and Ryan Stores. Round two here on the Fantasy Champion Show. We are presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. We're live here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com. I'm Nick Anastas. I'm with Ryan Stores. It's playoff time. Grab your big boy pants, your hard hat, because we're going to work here over the final half hour or so, trying to get you ready for week 15, trying to get you to punch your ticket to the championship round. Ryan Stores in our league looking to do the same. For what, the third time, Ryan? Uh, this will be, I don't know, definitely the second time I've been in the playoffs in a row. I don't know if it's been three straight. I think I was out. Well, what about the championship? Uh, I've had one championship. And you lost last year in the championship. Yes, correct. So that if you win, you'll be, just like I said, in the title game for the third time. So oh, gotcha. yeah. all our listeners are behind you, and we're going to keep rolling here on ESPN New Hampshire. We're going to hit the Twitter uh, Twitter sphere. Is that is that what it's called? The Twitter sphere, or the yeah. chi- <laughs> whatever it is. The uh, the chick incubator is what I like to call it. We've got a number of questions ready to fly. We'll take a few more if you want. We're at ESPN NH. That's the handle at ESPN NH. All right, first one is. What, a San Diego Chargers question. We actually touched on this during the briefly during the opening segment. With the absence of Melvin Gordon, is Kenneth Farrow start-worthy in Week 15? Farrow, the rookie out of Houston, who is going to take the majority of the snaps, held up pretty well last week in the stead of Gordon. Is he start-worthy? They're facing the Raiders at home this week in Week 15. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I think he's probably a flex-worthy guy. I know we looked off air how much his percentage went up. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of fantasy believers out there that think he is star-worthy this week because they went out and grabbed him. Um, it's a pretty decent matchup. Uh, we've seen how well Gordon's done. Uh, so if you think you can plug this guy in, he's a pretty solid uh, size guy over 220, um, and he's going to be getting those uh, all those carries that Gordon got all year. Gordon has done a good job of getting finding his way in the end zone. So hopefully. Uh, they can uh, pave the way for Farrell there. So, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for him, a pretty decent matchup. And if you are looking for some help, um, yeah, I think he's definitely a flex-worthy player. Another one we've mentioned on this show a number of times, especially lately, is Taylor Gabriel. We're at ESPN NH. New question, Taylor Gabriel, is he start-worthy against the 49ers? That's a juicy matchup. And doesn't look like Julio Jones is going to go still nursing that sore toe. I mean, Gabriel is, is really falls into that category of high risk, high reward, right? He's not going to get targeted too much, five, maybe six targets, but they are downfield. They have been in the red zone, and we've seen the burner speed. Uh, Three catches, 82 yards, broke a big one, found the end zone last week. Week 12 against Arizona, scored twice. So he's put together a pretty good streak, really, over the last six, seven ball games for Atlanta. They're at home. The Niners have been terrible against the pass this season. I think probably the answer is yes, although there is some risk there if he doesn't see the football that often and they got a big lead and they want to run in the second half. But uh, this kid's Gabriel. He's, he's proven he's belonged here in the league, and, and I think that success continues this week against the Niners. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he, he was doing things when Julio Jones was out there. 
Uh, you could see him, they were trying to sprinkle him into the offense because of his speed. So I think that continues. Maybe a little bit of coverage rolls over to him because they don't have to, uh, you know, uh, cover Julio Jones because he's not out there. But uh, I still think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him in that uh, very, very poor 49ers defense. So I expect a pretty good, solid day out of it. Final one here on Twitter. We're at ESPNNH. Alshon Jeffrey, remember him? He's back, oh, yeah. served a four-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs uh, violation. That is over. He's back with the Bears. The Bears are taking on Green Bay, hosting Green Bay. And I say go ahead and plug and play. Usually I'm cautious. Usually it's it's a wait-and-see approach with me, but I think this guy's got enough of a track record that when healthy, he's a long red zone target. Early in the year, he got a lot of criticism for not finding the end zone. Only has one touchdown on the year that didn't come until week eight against Minnesota. But the targets are there. Again, he's still a red zone presence. And the Bears, well, they're the Bears, but at least lately they've shown shown some flashes on offense, I think. Um, You know, bare minimum probably he's going to get six, seven, eight targets, and that's probably good enough to start against a suspect Packers secondary that's been up and down really all season. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he could probably get pencil in, hopefully 10 to 12 points for him because uh sheer volume that he's going to get with those targets. Uh, yeah, and the Packers have been a little vulnerable, giving up a lot of passing uh, touchdowns this year, so it's a pretty decent matchup for him as well. So, yeah, he's been out for four weeks, but, you know, he, you know what he can do. So if you got him in there, he's definitely star worthy this week. All right, let's continue where we left off with the Week 15 matchups here on the Fantasy Champion Show. We're presented by North End Subaru and, Ma- uh, and blah, 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 and Mazda. Their uh, website is buynorthend.com. All the holiday specials are right there, buynorthend.com. We talked about Alshon Jeffrey and the Bears. Might as well stick with the Bears. Soldier Field, they're hosting the Packers. Green Bay, by the way, is six-point favorites with a relatively modest over-under of just 39. That has dropped from 44, by the way, since it opened at the beginning of the week. I guess we'll stick with the Chicago offense. Might as well. We touched on Jeffrey there. Um you know, Jordan Howard has become an absolute monster, and I say it every week. I regret the fact he, he's not on my roster, but the guy's touching it 20, 23, 25, 28 times. He's an automatic must-start here on out. Um, other than that, it starts to get a little dicey. Your boy Cameron Meredith has been pretty good, although he laid a dud back in Week 12, just two catches, 19 yards. You can't afford that to happen in the fantasy postseason. Alshon Jeffrey is back. I don't know if that affects Meredith to a large degree or not, but um, I would probably hit the brakes there. Eddie Royal, no thanks. Um you know, the quarterback spot with Barkley, he's gone over 300 yards in one of his starts, but that was back in Week 12 against Tennessee. Since then, under 200 against the Niners, and that's a good matchup on paper. And then against Detroit, just barely 200 yards, 212 to be exact, and a touchdown. So I'm all set with any bear outside of Alshon Jeffrey. Am I wrong? Yeah, and Jordan Howard, like you mentioned. And Jordan Howard, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not trusting any of those wide receivers besides Alshon Jeffrey. I think with him coming back, it really puts a damper on all those other names like, like Meredith, like we just talked about. Uh, and it had done well um, in his absence and Jeffrey's absence. But, yeah, it's just Alson Jeffrey uh, and Jordan Howard. Barkley's just too inconsistent to trust in a fantasy playoff game. So, yeah, uh, yeah like you said, he's putting up some big yards and, 
it may help him that he has uh, Jeffrey out there. But it's just he's too up and down to, to, to roll within a fantasy playoff game. But Howard definitely, and I think Jeffrey, can you can benefit from him starting as well. How about the Packers? Uh, Packers, yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup for them. And uh, they're still playing for quite a bit. So I think uh, a lot of green lights on the board there. We saw Devontae Adams has had a, an amazing year uh, with multiple touchdowns, over 100 yards, several games. Um, so I like him in this in this matchup. Uh, Jordy Nelson's always that red zone threat that that uh, that gets a, gets a touchdown at least a week almost it seems like. Um, and Aaron Rodgers obviously is in the, has been playing very well the last few games. You saw what he did to Seattle last week, uh, putting up several touchdowns. Uh, so yeah, I mean there's a lot of green lights all the way around for the, for the Packers. If you got them, go ahead and start them. What about Ty Montgomery? He's probably the only one really on the fence and uh, has been limited this week with a shoulder injury. I think he does play though. Uh, had a big week last week. Your thoughts on Montgomery as as either a running back or a wide receiver? Yeah, he's definitely in the flex category. But yeah, I mean, because he has that uh, that ability to do the running um, plays as well, I think he's definitely a, a fantasy value there. So I think if uh, you're looking for someone to put in the flex, I think Montgomery can definitely fit that bill. Mm. All right, Indianapolis and Minnesota. Both teams are technically ar- alive, right? And he's not knocked out yet. Not yet. yet. And same with Minnesota. That one is in Minneapolis. Vikings home favorites giving four. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. I'll let you start on this one. Yeah, Minnesota, I think they got a pretty good matchup uh, talking about Sam Bradford. I think, um, you know, he's been one of those fly under the uh, radar, have some good fantasy games here and there. He's maybe not as consistent as you'd like, So, but um, surprisingly kind of a good matchup for him. So, Keep an eye on it. I'm not saying stardom, but you know, if you're if you got some questions at quarterback, uh, that's a name that maybe you could go out there and get. He, he could be start worthy this week, uh, and a pretty good matchup, like I mentioned. Uh, the running back situation, uh, we saw Asiata get in the end zone last week. McKinnon's obviously looks like he gets more of the carries, but I think um, I think both of those running backs, if you own them, are, are, are definitely flex worthy. Mm. Um, and I like the, I like Diggs, uh, and I like Rudolph. This is a pretty good, uh, you know, the Colts defense is doesn't really stop much. So surprisingly, we don't really talk about the Vikings offense too much, but I think they have a pretty good opportunity this week to get some points on the board. Uh, and those fantasy players that we've been talking about all year, like Rudolph and Diggs and those running backs, I think have a pretty good opportunity. Yeah, I think the Vikings are starting to finally get at least a little bit of consistency up front after really a, a carousel of starters in the trench on offense. Uh, McKinnon quietly has had three pretty good weeks out of the backfield. You like him because he can catch passes as well. And how about Adam Thielen in that pass game? Uh, he's had a rock-solid month, okay, over 100 yards last week on just four grabs, 86 the week before that. Uh, and the three weeks before that, he scored two touchdowns. So he's uh, he's quietly starting to be a pretty consistent offensive threat, both over the middle and even deep down the sidelines as well. I kind of like Thielen again this week uh, for the Vikings. And, you know, the Colts, I think we, we know what the Colts are at this point. They're going to spread it out. They're going to throw it around. Uh, Andrew Luck is, is banged up again. That's probably going to be the, the situation next week again. He'll suit up and, and go, I think. Um, and he'll give you 250 yards as a floor and probably two touchdowns as a floor. He might give you more. So 
I mean, Luck is a safe play. You like Hilton if he's healthy to go deep. Gore continues to defy everybody's expectations and find the end zone. I like those three. Outside of that, I think you're really asking for much. Jack Doyle, two up and down for me at the tight end spot. Had a decent week last week, but had a couple of duds, three duds in a row before that 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 really hurt owners down the stretch. So outside of Luck, Hilton, and Gore, I think I'm all set with the Colts. Moving on, the Lions are on the road at the Giants. Giants suddenly hot after that upset win over Dallas last week. G-Men are giving four over under is 41. Well, Detroit, I think, you know, not really Jekyll and Hyde, not that extreme, but but certainly I think a different team on the road, a different team outdoors maybe than the cozy confines of uh, of the dome that they have in Detroit. But, I mean, the Giants are a good defense, and we've seen that all season long. We saw it on prime time last week against Dallas. And I think this is probably a, a matchup maybe to avoid for Matthew Stafford. He's going to be playing with a, with a busted finger in his throwing hand, as we know. Theo Reddick banged up. He's been flex-worthy, but, but I think the Giants are good enough to bottle him up. And then you're really rolling the dice with either Marvin Jones or Golden Tate. Jones, we know, started hot, really slowed down in the middle of the year. He's, he's had a little bit of a resurgence, still hasn't found the end zone. And, uh, and Golden Tate is, is still, I guess, start-worthy because of the pure targets, 9, 10, 11, 12 targets resulting in eight, you know, 6, 8 catches, 7 catches, whatever it is. But uh, too much risk there still with me. This is a road game for Detroit. I'm not really comfortable with any of the Lions' skill players on offense uh, unless you see something that I'm not seeing here, Ryan. Well, like you mentioned, I think the big thing is how healthy – can uh, Matt Stafford be with that busted finger there? Um, and we'll see once that game starts here at 1 o'clock in the afternoon how well he can do um, in that uh, hostile environment in MetLife. But uh, I think that all kind of trickles down to how everybody else does. But one name that he didn't mention that surprisingly doesn't put up a ton of fancy points, but he's got seven touchdowns this year. And I know you're a big fan of Anquan Bolden. Yep. Uh, the age just wonder there. Uh, you know, I think he leads the team with seven touchdowns as a wide receiver. And, uh, He's just, he looks like Stafford's favorite red zone target this season, so um, definitely flex-worthy for him because, he, he, you know, he's going to get you that, that, that six points for the touchdown and maybe 20 or 30 yards, so he's not going to, you know, blow out the doors with 20 points, but if you're looking for a consistent, you know, 10 to 12 fantasy points out of a wide receiver in a flex position, Anquan Bolden can definitely fit that. He, he um, can if, I think he can if he finds pay dirt. He's got a score, though. I think, I yeah. think that's, that's too touchdown heavy for, for my taste, and I love Anquan Bolden. He's one of my top five favorites, I think, at this point in the league. What about with the G-men? Uh, Manning is not start-worthy. I don't care what he's done in the past, if he's at home or not. He's ranked 20th at the position in my league, and he's just missing throws. I think Father Time's starting to catch up with baby-faced Eli a little bit. You still like Beckham on the outside. IDP heads still love Lynn and Collins, who's the number one safety in, uh, in my league, at least, Shepard, it seemed like he's, he's really starting to get comfortable. Only 39 yards last week, 21 before that. Uh, but he did find the end zone, and they are looking for him in the red zone. Four touchdowns in his last six games for the rookie. And then Rashard Jennings, I guess, I don't know. I mean, if you're really, really looking for a, th- a third back, even a second back, if you're if you're shallow at the running back spot, he's probably going to get anywhere from a dozen to 15 touches in this game. 
and maybe goes over the half century mark. I don't know, but I mean that's a really risky play here if you're if you're desperate in Rashard Jennings. Other than that, I think we cover it with the G men. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's Odell Beckham and um, everybody else is kind of. Yeah. I mean, with Jennings, I mean, he splits time with Paul Perkins, so I mean, it's really. Yeah. It's a really risky situation there, and like you said, Eli hasn't been playing great, and the Lions' defense, surprisingly, they're not as bad as you, you know, we normally think that they are. They can they they keep their uh you know their their offense in the game. Um, they got some pretty decent corners. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is going to be a huge fantasy game for anybody on the Giants, but obviously Odell's going to do what he does. Coming back, we will sprint to the finish line as we continue to go game by game here in Week 15. Wishing you luck in your semifinal matchups. Back for one more segment next here on the Fantasy Champion Show. We are presented by North End Subaru and Mazda, and we're live here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com.